0: So you guys are here in the cave entrance. You find an altar with candles in front of you, a um a rusted door to the left, like the ones in prison cells long ago. And on the right is a small room with a cave in. And you can deduce that the worm you saw earlier must have caused this area to collapse a long time ago. Uh okay. Uh well. You're going to break down the break door? Down the gate. I uh, say so kick down the yeah. Uh, Roll me a strength check. You see, after breaking down the door, that there are two bodies over here oh. to the side. Uh, a chest next to one of them, and more of those uh, worn-out jars that you saw on the eastern side of the room.
1: Uh, while they're doing that, I'm just going to cast Animate Dead on my three little buddies here.
0: Animate Dead? Okay, so you see the skeleton that you, uh, that you dumped out of the sack starts to reform itself, bone cackling together and forms an undead servant next to you. But the other two bodies do not. I killed them. Yeah, for some reason, these two are not reanimating. As the altar sinks down from the ground, what catches your attention the most is that this temple interior of sorts is split in two there is about a 20 feet wide uh v-shaped fissure of green and blue kind of like a river but it's not it's not really water you notice it's more like liquid gas as the mist or fog rises above it uh these ethereal and wispy forms um, start to create some kind of barrier and the ghostly whispers that you were hearing before at the entrance of the cave are now magnified. They're much louder in this space. What check
1: do I have to do to like figure out what that is?
0: You can do an arcana check for this. And I, actually you can do it with advantage. 22? 22. In your studies of necromancy, there has often been a debate of whether a person was made out of two or three main entities. The body, the mind, and the third one was, uh, maybe, the soul. So while most scholars agreed that the body and mind formulate the necessities for what distinguishes us from animals, some argue the existence of a soul as well. You know, like, they explain ghosts as the physical manifestation of emotion, But some scholars argued that no, these are the souls themselves. And around the world, it was theorized that certain ley ley lines of uh, a planet allowed the souls to pass and move from one world to the afterlife and vice versa. And that these ley lines formed a sort of river. And this is where the, um, the myths and stories of the river Styx, the guiding the dearly departed, were formed. And to you, this clicks because the two bodies you found earlier did not animate. You connect the dots and you believe it's because the souls from those bodies were no longer tangible. So you couldn't manipulate the souls.
1: Uh, I'm going to take some of my empty vials and try to collect some of the soul juice. <laughs> soul juice.
0: As you, approach to, as you approach the soul juice, uh, make a charisma saving throw. As you start approaching the mist, you start seeing visages of people start appearing from the river itself. As you do so, there is a face that you recognize as uh as your friends and family. You see, the face is blurred at the beginning, but the, uh, the clothes that they were wearing that night are still the same in this ghostly visage. And the face starts to contort and misshape itself to some kind of horror. And your body starts to release all of its heat, and a deep chill and coldness starts to grip you as, um, as you remember that faithful. Day, that fateful night when your town was slaughtered and razed by zombies and skeletons but then you're able to steal your resolve remembering the good times that happened before that night and you see the visages they stop malforming their faces and their whole shape and you just see the peaceful smiles of your friends and family as they continue on from the river of souls you do you are knocked back and you have to take a few steps back from this as you try to catch your breath and you try to understand what just happened here you go down the spiral staircase and the rumbles of the machinery keeps you stealthy as you descend gary you start to hear the whispers get louder and louder as you go down and well everyone everyone hears them but gary you find it almost mesmerizing as your heart beats louder as the voice commands recognition. You hear the voice of your brother, Josh. You find far from where Josh is working are these ornamental jars, like the ones you found at the entrance, except these are in pristine conditions. Seeing as there are so many of these jars, they are probably some sort of spell component. And with the mysteries of the soul in this area, you think some way, somehow, these two are, they, these two can fit together.
1: I'll go up and I'll be like,
0: Josh, is that you? Gary, is that you? Uh, how, how did you find me? Why are you in Andromeda's tower? What happened to the chimera?
1: I will sneakily go up to the capsule, so I'm kind of like walking in the shadow and then like behind it. So they can't see me. And I want to kind of check out the capsule thing, uh, I guess, up close and see what it actually does.
0: In here, you see the body of someone you remember. And uh, it is so fresh in your mind because you just had some kind of flashback as Saria stabs the owner of the body. As circuitry and cogs start to come out of Bastion. Your mind clears, as before you couldn't really hear what Saria said, but now you make sense of it. Best of the best, are you? Then we need your body. You see, Josh was working on the body, wiping his brow and his covered in oil, right? While it's the body of Bastion, it's an absolute abomination. You see, parts are switched, and modifications were made to make it a bigger, better, and deadlier machine.
1: My friends are here, Josh. They are just a little bit concerned because they're worried about our goblin buddy over there. Because you gotta admit, it's kind of hard to believe that he got eaten by a worm, and then the worm spat him out here,
0: and you did it notice anything. I was trying to be friendly, Gary. Uh Uh. That is your name. This bastion your people made was made to win. Made to be the dominant species. Well, let's see if that's true or not. He touches the magical jar as the machinery in the middle starts spinning, and you see the same green and blue wispy... Actually, you see two souls... One goes from Josh to a jar, and then to to the War Forge. While well, another one jumps from a magical jar, uh, going to Josh, but is captured once more in a, in a different jar. So lots of jars happening here. Uh, the War Forge, though, the War Forge body of Bastion the Abomination, like Frankenstein, powers up and starts moving. Let's roll initiative.
1: Uh, can I have my Navi take? A picture of everything, and then I guess send it over to Tithos. Uh, <laughs> you, you,
0: your Navi starts to take, uh, to snap pictures of the scrolls here, and Tithos, you just get a notification on your Navi uh, that just says, please see <laughs> please the see attached. <laughs> I love, by the way, um, how these two brothers intertwined are battling it out here in the middle of the room. Meanwhile, hijinks are happening on the side as Swift is looking at scrolls and is just looking at his Na'vi, kind of like scrolling through the latest Instagram pictures that are there. Uh, But yeah, the action continues in the middle. What would you like to do, Gary? I will... I will action surge. Or <laughs> right, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll cast.
1: I'll use the incantation, and I'll try to possess Bastion's body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh.
0: Uh. Okay. I need to. What's the saving throw? Uh,
1: charisma saving throw.
0: Charisma. Okay. <laughs> okay. the nat one. Yes. <laughs>
1: I uh, will ask him the same question. Who are you? <laughs> I want a name, dammit. I want a name. My
0: name is Dora, the, Hex- the Explorer. Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Explorer. I'm in my body now. I will destroy everything in here for Andromeda's sake.
1: I am very much down. Uh, natural 20
0: you launch a full frontal point-blank missile shot at this wizard you see that your cannon arm retracts and a missile comes out and shoots out causing a huge explosion all over the area it damages the structural integrity of this room and things start to collapse smoke fills the air as hundreds of those jars are destroyed, releasing souls everywhere. You take 50 points of damage from just doing the point-blank shot, but you see that Josh, who was unconscious, close to you, must have been in the area of effect as well, as the two Godspeed brothers are now unconscious and not moving.
1: I'll rush to Gary and I guess try to stabilize him. Because I don't have any potions. I, I, have. I will do the same for Josh. Medicine check? Yes. Not 20. <laughs> <Six>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've come too far. I love you, Josh. You're my brother, and I would do it all again just for another five minutes. This is me out of character. Are we able to, I guess, transfer Josh's body into the Warforge with the soul cage or no?
0: You have the soul of someone trapped in a cage right now. This machine is damaged, but it's not broken. You can can try to put Josh's soul inside the Warforge using the machine if you would like. Okay, let's do that. You're going to try to power up the machine. Okay, it's half broken. You see that there is a power leak, and it's not working. Is there something that you can do to power the machine in here? Some kind of like electricity or some way to restore this machine? I do don't you have, have any any,
1: electricity. any lightning spells. I do not, Mr. Wizard. I don't. Uh, are we able to find a? Well, can I investigate the area to see if there's an external power source that we can hook Bastion's body up?
0: Yeah, go for it. Uh, investigation? Uh, investigation. Oh, Nat 20. Nat 20. Uh, you look around your surroundings. Uh, this uh, Things are burning down around you, but you're able to just scrap by some kind of power generator at the back that miraculously is still intact. This thing has enough juice for one more attempt. You all scramble and reattach the generator back to the machine. Gary, what we're going to do is a roll, a simple d20. If you roll 1 to 10, (laughs) it does not work. 11 to 20, this generator squeezes the last inch it can do to power the soul machine. That you can transfer Josh's soul to Bastion's body. So a d20? A d20, just a straight roll. Oh! <laughs> yes. What did you get? 17. Dude, a yes! 17? <laughs> um, you, see, you see this thing starts powering up. You see that the souls start swimming around you more as more jars are broken. You see that some of the souls start heading towards the river of souls above you. But you also see a few souls start going down. It starts powering up and then the machine starts to pop and break. And you see the souls of the people that you have helped in the Tower of Andromeda start moving and keeping the machine intact. You see the souls of some of the traveling people who had died during the book casino thing. You see your family, Tythos goes around and wills the machine to not break down. You see part of the room collapses and it's about to hit Bobby, who's still unconscious, on the side, and you see Jezin's soul just pulls him out of danger. Gary, you are Gary, you are literally holding the generator, right? And the soul machine next to each other. And you can feel it in your hands as it starts to burn uh, as the machine nears completion. Uh, It starts to combust around you. Uh, Your hands are getting scorched and you see the soul of this red dragonborn. Ah! Spearmawks just cups your arms around uh, yours and giving you his fire resistance and just goes, one last order. Your hands, dude, are red hot, red hot. The machine wears down. Uh, light power enters the eyes of the Warforged. Inner gears start moving and you hear... Am... Am I alive? And that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> yes! Yes! Can- oh, that would be so depressing if
1: it didn't work and then we all just have to leave in a crumbling tower